Welcome back, everybody, to the His and Hers podcast. We are back, and today, first Monday of the month, so of course we're going to talk about some conspiracies. Conspiracy theories. And what do we have this week? What's up, y'all? Welcome back. So today's episode is super exciting. Y'all know if you guys have been following us on Instagram, we have been picking out of a bag just randomly Mm -hmm. um, some random conspiracies to dive into. This week, I mean this month, we are actually going to be diving into missing aircrafts, specifically, um, and more importantly, over the Bermuda Triangle and like the Bermuda Triangle the yeah. conspiracies like what goes on there how many ships and how many aircrafts and like these weird things that happen in that area so we're going to be diving into uh, some of the missing aircrafts especially over the history of time yeah we're going to go over some of the big ones including from all the way from 19 would you say 1910 1910 yes all the way mm-hmm. to pretty much the most recent one or the most recently famous one, the Malaysian Airlines one, yeah. MH370. Yeah. Uh, which, that one was crazy. Even at the time, like... Oh, yeah. That one was, like, so heart-wrenching. Like, it was just, like, I, really, really weird. Well, for the longest time, I thought it was, like, a Bermuda Triangle situation. Yeah. But, it, but anyway, after we'll, we'll our research today, yeah, we're, we'll, about, we're about to tell you all the tea about um, the Malaysian Airlines. But actually, um, we're just going to go ahead and jump into this episode. So happy yeah. Monday, you guys. We hope that you're ready for a productive week. Um, so let's get into our conspiracy theory episode. So yeah. I wanted to start off with, you know, like the beginning records of mm-hmm. missing aircrafts and it took me back to 1910 you know i forget how long ago like we discovered you know flying aircrafts and yeah. you know being able to fly so the first recorded incident of a missing aircraft was in december of 1910 okay there was a woman by the name of cecil grace and she uh she was in an aircraft she went missing over the atlantic ocean and her body ended up washing up on shore around march 15th of 1911 so december 22nd is when she was last seen and her body washed up on shore the very next year in March. So um, somewhere her aircraft crashed. Nobody found the aircraft or anything, but that's how they found out that that's how she died. It's because her body. But they never up. found the plane. They never no, found the plane. No, no signs of the plane. No nothing. Oh Which, God. as we get along into this conspiracy theory episode, we're gonna figure out like why that tends to happen when there's no evidence of the aircraft. Yeah, I'm really curious because you know, um, like the Malaysian airline. That one, they, they're probably never going to find it because that's uh, intentional. No, yeah. But, like, if a plane crashes, I mean, I guess it would be hard to find the plane. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're not going to find a hole. No, you'll find, find pieces. And, pieces and like, you know, with the research that we did for this episode, it turns out that you have a better chance of finding pieces of the plane if it was an intentional crash. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't and you're just, like, nosediving, you're coming at such high speeds into the water that, like, the whole thing is obliterated. And yeah, it's, it's just, like, not even, I mean, you can't even find a whole plane hole. So that's, that's the crazy part. When you're coming from part. that height. At that speed, I mean, it's pretty much like crashing into concrete. Hey, man, if you're afraid to fly, please don't uh, listen to this episode, <laughs> yeah. okay? Like, this is going to make you very anxious. Yeah. But, you know, this is over time, okay? Airplanes have come a long way. But um, yeah, another really another really notable one that was, like, mm-hmm. kind of freaky was in 1927, okay? So we're talking August 31st, 1927. Three people went missing but most importantly according to some like at the same time at the same time they were on the same flight okay okay? their entire aircraft went missing 
Mm-hmm. All right. And but among the three was a woman by the name of Anne of Lowenstein Worthium in the North Atlantic. She was actually a princess. Princess of what? Princess Anne of Lowenstein. Lowenstein. Lo- that's a place? Yes, it's a place. I Where? think it's in England. She if was I'm a not princess mistaken. of England. Yes, she was a princess. It, it, it was like literally Princess Anne of Lowenstein. Like she had a tiara and went shit? Mis- yes, like princess. Okay, yeah. I pictures. <laughs> so it was like her and so she actually went missing in the North Atlantic. We're, we're going to talk about the North Atlantic because so many planes... Uh. You know, and ships go missing in this ocean. But she went missing. Now, is that part of the Bermuda Triangle or no? Uh, actually, yes. So is the it really? Yeah, it is. The Bermuda Triangle is between the North Atlantic and the Caribbean Sea. Okay, That's so a pretty big. Space, it, it's though. it's actually a pretty big space. However, in the grand scheme of things, the Bermuda Triangle is actually pretty small. So for those of you guys that don't know, because I was doing a little bit of research on the Bermuda Triangle, it freaks me the fuck out. Um, so the Bermuda Triangle starts from the coastline of the bottom of Florida, right, okay. and then it goes down to Puerto Rico, up. Okay, it goes up to Bermuda, which okay. is where it gets its name, and then back to Florida. So that's what makes the triangle. Yeah. Now, some of these disappearances that we're going to be talking about happened near the triangle, but not necessarily within its within its realm, within so, its jurisdiction. Are, are you trying to say that the Bermuda Triangle is not all it's cracked up to be? I'm trying to say that like people try to discredit what happens because they're like, actually, that didn't happen in the Bermuda call, Triangle. You calling the Bermuda Triangle pussy? It ain't look okay. I have a lot of respect. All right, now we'll, we'll get further into the Bermuda Triangle. Sounds like you're challenging the Bermuda Triangle. Look, I am not here. If you don't stop trying to start this, okay, <laughs> you know I have nothing but the utmost respect for the ocean. Okay, <laughs> David could tell you on and on what I believe about the ocean. She the be, ocean is a living, breathing she thing. Should be petting it and stuff. Shut up. She'd and this like, is I'm why. Listen, you. okay. If you're in, <laughs> shut up. You have to be nice to the ocean. It's a living thing. Like the actual ocean, I believe it 100%. And I believe it because Mm -hmm. both of these boys, my brother and David, have gotten stung by jellyfish. And I was literally right there by both of them at the same time. See, and I nothing bad be, has ever happened be to me. summoning the ocean on us because I've been chilling. Nah, you like, were being hella disrespectful. How? You were, he was just like jumping around. Just I'm like, no, no, it's just like you get, you fun. just gotta relax, like wade, like you know what I mean. Like there are fish and other things that live in there. It's their home. So you telling me fish can shit in the ocean? Yeah, but I, but I can't swim and kick. That's a little like bit. saying, oh man, like I can shit in my own house and I don't want nobody to come in here. I don't like. Yeah, that, you can what? shit in your own house. What do you mean? But like, I be getting Earth mad when is like my house. I'm, I, I be getting mad when I see like people bring in all kinds of shit, like their food and like their in beers the and stuff into the ocean. They're like swimming with it in the ocean, like it's a fucking pool. People be eating in the ocean. Yes, like, I saw it when it? we were in Miami. What I saw, dude. Were they eating? They were eating bags of chips. And what do you think happens to that bag whenever you get drunk or whatever and you accidentally let it go? I don't. I don't think I would. Anyways, eat the ocean personally, I could. I could Unless go I on and on. I'm fish, very respectful no. of the ocean, and me that too. is why I'm like Moana, and nothing bad happens to me. <laughs> Both of y'all got stung. Mm. <laughs> I just took that. I was like, because both of y'all was being disrespectful. Mm. I don't know. 
Yeah. So um, the ocean is something to be respected. You know, it, it holds a lot I of agree. life. It houses a lot of life. We need to respect it and take care of it. I love the ocean. So now let's fast forward. So that I'm happened. scared shitless of it. Dude, yeah, the, ocean, the ocean, we need to be scared. We need to be very I don't afraid. go. I don't go deeper than my waist. <laughs> Dude, I don't go deeper than and that. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that that's your territory. I'm not here to, like, invade yeah, on your shit. I don't need to do that. You know? One time when I was in Cancun, I saw, I was in the ocean. And, you know, there, like, the the water's, like, super clear. Yeah. And I was just, like, chilling. And, like, I just see a fucking snake just, yeah. I was like. You just got to mind your business. You just got to mind your business. Don't freak out. Don't do any of that. Don't even, like, start splashing on crazy because that echoes really bad for them. And it, like, really irritates them. Any sort of, like, Hold green up. light. You tell me if I'm kicking in the ocean, that's louder than the waves. It's not, but the waves is a natural thing. That That is a human made, and it's just like, it's something that echoes, and it's not comfortable for them. It's not a part mm. of their nature. So if I It's about flop, being respectful. What about boats? <laughs> boats. I don't, I don't think that boats are, like, necessarily fun for marine life. But then how will we? What? Have you seen Moana? Yes. They be sailing. They find, they find islands. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how we're veering off right now. That's the beauty of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this isn't necessarily Moana. I'm just saying. Okay. So, to to summarize, mm. you're calling the Bermuda Triangle a bitch. <laughs> Not to put words in your mouth. You are literally putting But you're <laughs> saying the Bermuda Triangle can't fuck with you. I am saying Bring that on, a bitch. lot of people are giving the Bermuda Triangle credit that it doesn't deserve. How about that? Ooh. How about that? Okay, like I'm not I going across the Bermuda Triangle with you. I know but that. Like I'm trying to come at I'm this like, logically. Mm. Listen, mm, I'm not saying boats, that nothing sketchy mm. is going on. I just don't think it's mm. in those confines. Just those confines. So then we need to expand. Yes, the Bermuda that's triangle. what I'm saying. Okay, so we need to well. Well, let's talk about the Bermuda. Okay. Make it more like a Bermuda trapezoid or something. You know Shut I mean? up, like, a Bermuda octagon. Yeah, like we need to come up with a new shape. Triangle um, sounds cool, though. It does sound cool. Yeah, you we, know? We, need a, we need it. It sells good merch, you know what I mean? Yeah, is it Bermuda Triangle merch? Yeah, there. of course there's Bermuda Triangle merch. Uh, yeah, man, he's okay. actually really, really popular. Okay, so we have the 1910 disappearance. Okay. The 1927 disappearance. I would like to acknowledge the fact that during my research there was definitely more crashes and disappearances in between these dates these are the just the most notable in history now Got what to. makes these uh more notable than the other one just anybody who uh, like it was involved that maybe like you know this princess this first one in 1910 that was one of the earliest records so that made it notable. Oh, yeah, yeah. and then the next one that we're going to be talking the about princess yes the princess mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. she went missing so that made it more notable and then because before that like like, you know, you have to imagine, could you imagine like living back in that time and all of a sudden people are like, oh yeah, we can fly airplanes. Do you want to fly on one? And there's just like people that were kind of like the lab rats of the entire situation. I don't know how or when, at what point I would be, mm. I would feel safe during yeah. that time. To people fly. were probably super sketchy. Man, like, mm, straight sketched up, like, out about it, you know, like mm. you're gonna take like, me in the sky and go where? Like, you want me to do what? Right? No, nah, I'm not doing that. That good luck. So, like, you and know, then, uh, you know, the plane disappears, and like, see, mm, see, that's why I, don't I told fly. you, mm. and that that's the thing. So these that's are like, why I'm going on the Titanic in a couple months. <laughs> that shit don't sink. Unsinkable. You, I will you, be the safest. You fly the plane. I'm going on the Titanic, idiots. <laughs> Fucking noobs. <laughs> okay, so fast Going forward. Tried and proven. July second, nineteen thirty-seven. Okay. We all know this infamous case of the 
Amelia Earhart. She mm-hmm. was one of the first women to pilot. She was actually the first. The, right? The, yes, the first woman to actually be a pilot. And so she was taking over this niche. She was traveling all over the place. She actually decided to um, create a goal for herself and somebody that she, she was on a trip with. Um, his name is... His name is Fred Noonan. Um, They made a goal to make their way around the entire globe Mm. via aircraft, right? So she took off on her expedition to make it around the world in July of 1937. Um, So they were on their last leg of the attempted round-the-world flight, and they vanished when they were approaching Howland Island, and that was actually in the Pacific Ocean. So um, they were like almost all the way around the world. They were on the last leg of it, and all of a sudden, they like the towers lose contact with this aircraft that Amelia Earhart and um, Noonan, Fred Noonan, were on at that time. There were there was one uh, last radio from Amelia Earhart talking about her gas being low and giving kind of coordinates of where she was at. After that, there was no other, you know, communication from her or Fred Noonan. Now, what Did makes... They, huh? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so is that what caused the crash? She, she just ran out of gas? Well, we don't know for sure because, you know, they kind of did the mathematics. She would have been able to make it to a nearby island, um, actually one that had the resources to fuel up her plane. She would have been able to make it with the fuel that she had left, according to science and, like, their research. So that's what makes her case a little bit sketchy. Um, so I guess my question would be, did they find her plane? No, they never, they never they found how her much plane gas she had left because of what she radioed in oh, okay. before they lost signal. Gotcha. She's the one who was like yeah. radioing her, her levels and shit. You know what I mean? Okay. And yeah. her coordinates. And that's the last that they heard of her. So they were like, well, maybe she ran out of gas, but then it didn't make sense. Cause they were like, even with the gas that she had left, like they did the math and we're like, okay, if she did this around the world, she stopped here. She had this amount of gas. It would have cost her this amount of gas to get here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they were like, she would have been able to make it to this Island. She knew that like she was very experienced, but she just seemed very turned around. So, um, this seemed to be happening quite a bit in history. So Amelia Earhart went missing and there was actually a really remote Island in the area that she went missing in the Pacific ocean that actually has like native uh, people that live there that have been living there for centuries, obviously. And so uh, a few years later, there was an, an illustration that came out. It was a photo supposedly of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan um, on this Island with these native people from the Island. And they were like on this dock and it was supposed to be proof that Amelia Earhart was alive and she was just stranded on this Island or being made to stay there or something but then it turned out that whole photo was debunked and it was actually used in a textbook a textbook of sorts that was um that was published like a few years before she even went missing so even though because it was like a, a behind photo i will I will put it here. David, don't forget to insert it. Okay. Uh, I'll put it here. So don't you forget just, to send it to me. Yes. Yeah, I won't forget. So I'll put it here. All you see is like the back. And it could be Amelia Earhart. Everybody thought it was her, but it was very quickly debunked. So at the end of the day, and wow. Amelia Earhart has never been found. Neither has Fred Noonan. Wow. Bodies have never been found. So 
It was just really sudden and really weird. That is. You know, she was really determined to make this goal. So her being the first woman pilot and her just like going missing. And some people believe that it was the government. Some people believe that it was like maybe um, outside, like outside countries that were involved. Like maybe she was a spy. Someone killed her off. Yes, for Russia. People can like have conspiracy theories that she was a Russian spy. I think everybody at that time thought everybody was a Russian spy. Oh my God, for real. So like, you know, a lot of people have their own um, thoughts and theories about how and why she disappeared. So what do you you think happened? I think that, I think that she got turned around and I, I think that the, the technology back then wasn't where it is now. And I think that maybe she ran out of gas and she plummeted. I mean, there's so many things that could have happened. I mean, weather could have been bad. Yeah. yeah I mean. Well, and, you know, in some of these cases, it's weird because in certain parts of the ocean, like compasses and instruments like that, like directional instruments, they stop working. Like the magnetic field. Yeah. So, like, people get out. turned around. If you get yeah. turned around, you only have so much gas and oxygen and all of those things to keep you alive and in the air that if you get turned around, like, you're screwed. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I would never fly a plane Like, personally. my God, you're like, you have to have some sort of GPS and some sort of compass. So that's yeah, back, what makes this then, entire yeah. thing weird. Um, so this kept happening. Okay, so Amelia Earhart, um, she disappeared in 1937. Between the mm. years of 1940 and 1950, I couldn't even write all of them down. There were 18 different cases of missing aircrafts with over 300 missing people a part of those missing aircrafts as a result. 300? 300 between 1940 and 1950. In the 10 years, there were that, that 18 was all cases. over the Bermuda Triangle. That, yes. It was near or around. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't just, you know, any. It yeah, was we, near d- we definitely got to expand. Yes. That we need. Right. Okay. So then the next notable one was in October of 1954. Okay. It was a U.S. Navy flight. It was a U.S. Navy Flight 57. It disappeared off Maryland with 42 passengers and crew. There has been no, like, nobody knows about the aircraft, about anybody on flight, on, on board. Like, everybody just disappeared. There's just, you know, like, if you disappear over the ocean, like, who's going to find you? That's what makes it so scary. Like, there's no way to fucking find you. So, no. um, and you know There's going to be, like, no trucker driving by, like, finding Yeah, you. like, there's a like, Oh, shoot, are you stranded? <laughs> there's a right. Need a ride? Need a ride? Yeah, there's I no. saw you out here struggling. That's not going to happen. Nah, so that's what makes it weird. And then um, another thing that I noticed was that it was a lot of... Um, you know, people would do that. They weren't really manned ships. They were like cargo ships. It's nothing but like Mm -hmm. cargo on board. And a lot of cargo ships went missing in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of them, like countless. Where like they just wouldn't show up to their destination. They would just get. Now, it could be pirates. It could be pirates. Yeah. You know, we need to talk about that theory. Mm. Um, But yeah, so over the the, over the decades since we were able, you know, we learned how to fly aircrafts. Yes. Over 2000 ships and over 200 aircrafts have disappeared in the area in or around the Bermuda Triangle without a trace. I guess my question is, do you know how that compares to. The rest of the world. Like, is there any other place where um, ships and or planes disappear at that rate? No. Really? No. Okay, so it's definitely something in that area. It's definitely something in that area, but let's take a look at the area, though. It's pretty big. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about the Atlantic Ocean, the Caribbean Ocean, 
any part of the ocean, oh, really. Whoa. 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 Excuse me. <laughs> that hey, I took a shot of tequila and you always blame it on the tequila. That's what like, that tastes like. If you can't like, hang, just say that. I, I can hang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, hanging. I'm hanging. So that brings us all the way up to um, 1945. So this was probably one of the weirdest occasions because, yo, five fucking planes went missing at one time. Five. Oh. Okay. Five. All right. Now, now it's getting good. Okay. So we're talking about five, flight 19 from Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Five planes went missing at once on December 5th. Cool. Okay. So we're, this was in the Navy. These were training. I feel like the Navy just should just stop flying planes. <laughs> they don't seem Maybe. very good at it. Maybe. So these were um, actually, they were beginner pilots, but they were still very experienced by this time. This was mm-hmm. a training uh, session. And they all went up, went into the air. They were training in the area. All yeah. of a sudden, um, all of them were recording that, uh, reporting that they their compasses were malfunctioning. Um, they were having an issue, like you know, navigating their planes back to base. And then um, they they ended up disappearing without a fucking trace. Five of them. Okay. So when the Navy was asked about like. If they could even explain this, like, how could this, like, not one, not two, not three, uh, five, you know what I mean? The Navy said, and I quote, we're not even able to make a good guess as to what happened. Jesus We're not even able to make a good fucking guess about what the fuck happened, yo. Like, how they just, like. like, shit, fool, let us know. And you get an idea. Yeah, let us know your theories. So, like, basically, if you get involved with the government or, like, you enlist, like, if something happens to you, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I don't really know how that happened. Five planes. Yeah, they're not very good at With experienced pilots. Like, I I was researching this. These were not newbies. So, okay. So, I got a couple theories about the Bermuda Triangle. Okay, what's that? What if it's actually a wormhole? What's a a wormhole? What if there's a wormhole? What's that? Kind of like a... uh, like if you go into the wormhole and then you you come out like somewhere else, like either across the world. I'm all on the planet. Either across the world, maybe to another universe. Maybe or a galaxy. wormhole. Yeah, a wormhole. Not a black hole. What's no, the difference? No, no, no. Black hole is a like in the infinity of nothingness. Like, no, a black hole is like um just just big ass gravity object. Pool? Yeah, that like so it's just a super dense like heavy dense like gravitational. I can't. And you act like you vacation there. What's it like? It's great. Wow. You don't. You can't. But well, literally, what happens there stays there. Got you. Because it can't. Nothing can escape. It. Not even <laughs> light. Light can't even escape a black hole. So a wormhole is different than a black. Wormhole is kind of like a, uh, um, like a, a transportation thing. Got it. Or like a, um, you know, what's that shit called? Like if you. So like back it, to the future, they were traveling in a wormhole. No, I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. I gotta look oh, into that. Oh, because that's like time. That's like yeah, time no. traveling. I mean, I guess. But it could be a time traveling wormhole. Yeah, theoretically. Maybe. Right. Yeah, that's how it works, right? I, I don't know. That like if it can travel. That's above my from pay grade. one place to another. It should be able to travel from one time to another. Well, the idea is that time isn't linear. So it's right, possible. exactly. Time is not linear. So I mean, so the wormhole can be like a. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of the word, a uh, yeah. transporter or, you know, fuck, what's the word? Like, I can't think where of you, like, you transport from one place to another. Yeah, you know, like science fiction movies where, like, yeah. you, you hop on, the, you go this hole, then you come out on the other side. Yeah. And you're, like, in a, in, in like a whole totally different part of the world. 
Okay. Or maybe in space. Maybe these motherfuckers are flying through this wormhole. And some people think they're like, ah, oh, excuse me. So some people think that these wormholes are actually used by aliens when they come to Earth to kind of like get around. That's how they get to Earth is through these wormholes and shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about aliens because I got my own so thoughts. So maybe the aliens created the wormhole. I think the aliens created everything, and, to be honest. And now these like planes are flying through there and shit. And well, you know what's weird is that there was actually a case, babe, where it was like in the 1980s. You know what? We should actually do a, a episode on um, wormholes and time travel. Yeah, for sure. Like time traveling. I would totally love that. Let us know if you guys would love to hear us go down the rabbit hole of time traveling. But um, no, there was, babe, there was this case, Mm -hmm. okay, where a flight went missing for 37 years. Yeah. And then it showed up on the radar and he was about to land in an airport. I want to say it was in Florida. Mm -hmm. And he told the the watchtower, right, that he was about to land. And the watchtower was like, all right, like, you know, what's your aircraft? Right. And he was like, yeah, this is my flight number, this, that, and the third. I'm coming from, he was coming from Miami. He was about to land somewhere. And he was like, okay. And the guy in the watchtower did not know what was going on. He was like, I have no record of you leaving. Like, I don't even know who the fuck you are, you know? And, um, the guy said, it's, this time it was like 1950 something like this was when my my plane took off you know on this day and um the watchtower guy made the fucking mistake of being like you do know that it's today's date right and it was like in the 2000s so he apparently heard the pilot like say like what the fuck like what are you talking about like no that's not true And so they literally saw the fucking aircraft like it went from the radar and they saw it in the sky approaching and about to land. But because they said that to the fucking pilot and they told him what date it was, he fucking flipped that bitch around. He flipped that bitch around and took off and disappeared. What? Yes. This is real. This is so motherfucking real. No way. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Nah. Babe, I shit you fucking not. When I was doing my research, I was like, no way. Hold what? up. Yes. Hold oh on. Oh my god. Thirty seven. Let me show. Okay. Oh my god. This is so exciting. Okay. So it was I, a it I've was a Pan Am flight. Pan Am flight nine fourteen. You guys fucking look it up. I'm not lying. Okay. It was the curious case of Pan Am flight nine fourteen, mm-hmm. and um, it was a story of an American plane that miss was missing for thirty seven years. Hold on, it's loading. Um. So here we go. So it was a plane from nineteen fifty five landed after thirty seven years. Here's what happened. Okay, so it was a Pan Am flight from New York in 1955. It slipped from radar and then vanished until it unexplainably returned 37 years later when it landed or almost landed in Miami, Florida. The story originated in an article published in May of 1985 in the Weekly World News, an American print-based tabloid that was circulating between 79 and 2007. So um, they were talking about in the here we go now there are some people who want to debunk this story so you guys let me know what you guys think this is a crazy ass story if it's true okay hold on and i can't believe i've I've never heard of it babe (laughs) because the guy accidentally time traveled yeah he accidentally fucking time traveled what that's crazy i wonder if like the flight to him i mean it must have been just like the normal length flight because he didn't run out of gas or anything 
Yeah, right. And he like the confusion must have been like he didn't know that he was disappeared. Like, <laughs> so there has to be a. Oh my god, that that is a crazy story. I know. Like, I mean, it totally could be a hoax. I mean, if you could get like an old ass plane and you had um an idea of that plane that had disappeared, that's then true. You could fly it up and be like, yeah, this is me, and mm-hmm. then turn around so that way you don't ever have to get questioned. Well, um, so I could definitely see how how it could be a hoax. Well, according to the tabloids at that time, um, so this had it was a fifty seven passenger and six crew mm-hmm. flight. All right. It took off from New York and was headed to Miami. The date was July 2nd, 1955. But it came on radar in Caracas on March 9th, 1985. Okay. Now, when he, the pilot was going towards the gate and he was headed towards the airport, he told the watchtower that he was heading in. And um, then they told him when the the date was and it's they said that he actually landed uh-huh. and then he flipped a bitch he threw a small calendar out the window before he made his hasty turn back to the runway uh-huh. and when he took off he disappeared as suddenly as he arrived you tell me he conveniently had a fucking calendar in yeah him? and then it says the governments uh-huh. of both Venezuela and the United States uh, were said to have seized the calendar and the tower tapes and have refused to comment on the incident ever, e- even once uh, the interview, even once, oh, even once during an interview over the decades about what really happened to Flight 914. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know you could just fucking flip a bitch like that. You in could an flip airplane. a bitch. She's like, what? <laughs> Like, his 57 passengers and like all his crew like he had all these people on the plane but he's like uh tension everybody we are actually in the year 2004 yeah, he's like this um, shit's fucking weird we're about to be out this bitch <laughs> this is not our year if you could look to the right he was like buckle up bitch we're about to be the fuck out of here this yeah. shit's fucking weird we ain't about to stop here and fucking lose our life mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> yeah that i don't even keep know. your seat belts fastened <laughs> Like, what? What? So, yeah, um, a lot of people have, have um, debunked the story, come up with, like, you know, info to debunk it. But it definitely is one of the biggest stories about um, an aircraft that may or may not have landed after 37 years of being of being gone. It's a fascinating story. Fascinating. If it's true. Mm, yeah, you know. The thought of it, though, it being real is terrifying. crazy. Terrifying, right? Um, it opens up a lot of questions. It does. And now, like, we have to get to the point where, so now, you know, building up to the mo- one of the most recent infamous, the most infamous cases of an airline of disappearance. For sure. Of course. Like, you know, for us to be alive during this and like, a, okay, so y'all know what we're talking about. We're talking about the Malaysian mm-hmm. aircraft that went missing. This was the year. 2004. 14 to 2014 y'all like i remember hearing sure about been this seven shit. years over seven I, years do you remember hearing about this oh yeah yeah like we were to, babe we've been together for so fucking long yeah we, we were together <laughs> um I, I remember it because uh me and your brother used to uh talk about it oh really yeah my brother it loves a good conspiracy theory. so we used to talk about it i never really thought too much about it uh when it happened because i didn't really follow it that closely when it happened yeah because pretty much happened like on the other side of the world right <laughs> you know right I mean? and um i don't think in america it got quite the same amount of run that it did in other places like in australia i feel like australia really 
had an interest in it because where the plane supposedly kind of landed is, or is, crashed is it, or crashed is around Australia. Mm-hmm. So all the, all the footage that I could find of like people, you know, talking about it, what happened to it is mostly like 60 minutes in, in Australia. Okay. And so when was this? This was 2014. Yes. Yeah, in March, March. And March of 2014. And mm-hmm. where was this plane headed? Malaysia? Uh, no, it was actually leaving from the Kuala Lumpur International Airport. And it was in, I think that was in Malaysia. Okay. And it was flying to Beijing, Capital International Airport. Oh, okay. And then basically, so the last communications with air traffic control was 30 minutes after takeoff. And that was mm. over the South China Sea. Mm. Then disappeared from radar screens minutes later, but then was tracked by the military radar. Okay. So it deviated from its f- planned flight path crossing the Malay Peninsula and I think you say Andaman Sea, Andaman Sea. Uh-huh. It left radar range 200 nautical miles northwest of Penang Island. I'm getting this from Wikipedia, by the way. I got you. <laughs> In northwestern, uh, northwestern Peninsular Malaysia with all 227 passengers and 12 Oof. crew aboard presumed dead 227 Mm -hmm. passengers the disappearance of flight 370 is the deadliest incident involving a boeing 777 Mm -hmm. wow yeah and and remember i don't know if you recall but shortly after that they uh there was another malaysian airlines flight which uh, flight 17 which was shot down while flying over um the ukraine Four, what? Four months later. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. I was like, God damn. Like, any no, Malaysian ever, planes? Like, what the fuck? Don't ever fly Malaysian. Fuck. And that, you know, what made me so sad is like, there were so many people on that flight, and there was actually an American couple, and it, I think it was the girl's parents who was on the flight, and they were going to Beijing, and they were like retired, just like enjoying their life traveling. Mm-hmm. And she said that it was like the weirdest fucking thing that her family, like her parents, left from Malaysia that day and were heading to Beijing. Yeah. And they just fucking disappeared. On yeah. that flight. So the the flight path is, is crazy because it, it pretty much so once it, le- uh, it lo- left or once it went off the radar from because the guy internally in the airplane the pilot turned off the uh, radar system, oh. manually override it overrode it uh, overrode it. Yeah, so he manually overrode the um, radar system so they couldn't track it ah. through the air traffic control, but there was military satellites that were pinging pinging it uh-huh. and so basically once he left the malaysian airspace he they went right and then went back left and then pretty much did a whole u-turn flying back over where they pretty much came from let me get the. let me see if i get the so okay i think whenever the malaysian flight disappeared there were so many theories about what happened. Does it have something to do with like a sketchy thing like that's in the sea that takes crafts or maybe the airspace above it or something like that? Um, but upon further investigation, it turns out that this uh, flight path was pre-planned. So David's going to. So um, the pilot. OK, so the pilot was. um. 53-year-old Captain Zahari Ahmad Sa from Penang. And interestingly enough, he, when they turned back around, they flew back over his hometown. Mm. And he dipped his plane. That way he can see 
his home his home island oh wow one last time and before taking the plane to the middle pretty much of the indian ocean wow com- com- as far as hell from where they were supposed to be what the yeah fuck? so they also went back to his house uh-huh and he has a flight simulator at his house which is pretty normal i guess for pilots Oh, the government went to his house. Yeah, they they invested. So you know they investigated. They investigated the pilot. Okay, right. Got you. There's two pilots. Okay. And they they investigated both of them. They went to his house. He has a flight simulator, and he actually charted this path. And it's a weird path. Like the exact path. Pretty much, yeah. It was like identical (laughs) to the path that what that he took. Yeah, and you know the interviewer on sixty minutes. She's interviewing um. The Malaysian government, because the Malaysian government pretty much is in control of the Malaysian airlines now. Yeah. So, you know, they're doing a bunch of PR shit, you know, making sure that, like, they're not trying to make, they're trying to say that it wasn't intentional. Mm. And so she's, like, grilling them. She's like, so, you know, do you think that he could do this? And they're like, no, not to Zahari, I know. Oh, no. wow. She's like, well, what about the fact that he had a flight simulator at home and had this, had this exact path charted? What do you say to that? He's like, that's weird. <laughs> one of the guys one of like the government officials you know and then she's like where do you think he was going he's like i'm to the middle of nowhere <laughs> like, yeah the? to the middle yeah, of fucking no shit, nowhere guy, like, so there's nowhere to land in the middle of the indian ocean where it landed okay and what happened to the passengers they theorize is that he went up to like 40 50 000 feet or something like altitude and pretty much just knocked everybody out so how did he do that by depressurizing yeah and he he depressure he depressurized the cabin so are you fucking serious so he was pretty much he flew like an extra six seven hours with shit ton of dead people on his plane so okay so he takes off right the minute he takes off he goes up to forty fifty thousand feet no he gets um out of malaysia he gets out of malaysian airspace first yep then he depressurizes the cabin mm-hmm. because his co-pilot was actually the guy that was communicating with air traffic control okay before so right after the last message he, where he's like good night they thought that was the uh sahari guy but it wasn't it was actually his co-pilot and then they right after that they think he went up to that altitude depressurized the cabin knocked everybody out which is why there's no text messages from anybody on the plane wow or anything like that No phone calls, no nothing. So it's just complete silence. So he, this was very well thought out. So he flew around with a cabin full of dead people. Pretty much. I wonder what he did with his co-pilot. You know, that's different things. That's the thing that I I, I was wondering too. I was like, I don't know if he just like knocked him out. I bet. Well, I've heard that he went, he waited until his co-pilot went to the bathroom at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the flight. Like after. Well, it would have had to been after um, they passed through Malaysian airspace. So apparently his co-pilot went to the bathroom and then he locked him out of the cockpit and then depressurized the cabin with him in the back with the rest of it. That makes sense. That's probably what happened. Yeah. And then he fucking. He flew over his hometown. Yeah. So he flew. So the flight path that he had was to avoid all of the radar systems. Mm. So it was very well thought out. Now, the motivation for it is a little bit confusing to me because. It's more, some people think that it's like a political, he's trying to make a political statement Mm. um, because the opposition, he he was a a avid, he was an avid supporter of the opposition to the Malaysian party. 
Okay. Um. So he was an avid, and then the guy that was pretty much like the the leader of that opposition that day was actually sentenced to like twenty five years or something in prison for sodomy. Yeah. What? Yeah. So they think that he might have been pissed about that, and then I, I'm gonna take it out. But I don't know what the I don't know what the statement would have been at that point. Well, what do you think that his I don't goal know. was? Some people think that um. He's having trouble at home with his wife. Mm. I mean, who knows, man? For me, to me, I don't know what the motivation was. I think maybe it's easy to say that it it could have been political. Maybe it was. I don't under. I'm, but when I think about it, I'm like, I don't know what he would have got out of it if he would have just like I'm gonna crash this plane with 220 people on it and show them. Like show who? That show is who? So what? confusing. Right. That's that's what I don't. I'm like I don't. I don't get that. I think people, what they don't talk about enough is that this motherfucker might have just been crazy. <laughs> so this may not have been it, like a conspiracy. It was like somebody who, who did this intentionally. Oh, I think it was definitely intentional after looking into it. Because before I looked into it, I just assumed, oh, shit, maybe it's like a Bermuda Triangle situation where this motherfucker is just disappearing. Yeah. But turns out, like, the more I looked into it, I was like, man, this is kind of sketchy. And then to find out about the flight simulator that he had at home Mm. with the same path that he was already, you know, practicing pretty much. I was like, nah, this is is definitely intentional. But I don't I don't know what he was trying to gain from it. I don't know. Mm. I don't I don't believe like there was a note or anything. Did they find any like remnants of the plane? They found like a few. I think they found um, like 30 pieces or something like that. That they think are uh, that that be- they believe are part of the plane. Okay. And then there's there's only like f- a handful of pieces that they have found that have been confirmed to be a part of that plane. Oh wow! But because they found the pieces it, like whole, pretty much, or as or, or as holes can be, that that makes them believe. You know, people that are investigating this, you know, they're they're led to believe that this was definitely intentional, that it wasn't an accidental crash. So he pretty much just flew that bitch until he ran out of gas and then just kind of he he was trying to hide this plane. Mm. He was trying to get it to the deepest part of the ocean in the middle of nowhere where nobody would ever find it and keep that plane intact as much as possible. Weird. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? They will never find that fucking plane. So I know that like they found like a big chunk of the wing or something mm-hmm. like that and like that's how yeah they confirm like they they were able to confirm that it was a part of that flight but you know that would not have been the case had like they just plummeted just like yeah. just lost control that piece they said would have been like a thousand pieces. obliterated right just so he piece. for real flew it to the very last fucking second and it, and it, man they have spent it is one it is the most expensive uh rescue mission in in the history of aircrafts of of the world i believe what i believe it is seriously yeah they've spent so much money and time trying to find that plane how do you even search the ocean though man they just try to go based off of um pretty much like the trajectory and like how fast he was going the, the pings from from the military radar and the time and then trying to track and follow and and i guess guesstimate the you know, uh, currents of the ocean to figure out where it could have been. But you're talking about like a 
600, 700 mile radius. Yeah. And the Indian Ocean ain't no joke. Okay. Like when we were doing our research, the Indian Ocean is like one of the most violent oceans. The tides are very, very harsh. So even if you had a vessel uh, crash into the ocean, whether it was a plane or a, a cruise ship or whatever, with the tides as strong as they are in that area, in a 24 hour period, the remains could you know, drift off miles by that point. Yeah, so, so I mean. You never know. I, I, I really did think that it was a uh, Bermuda Triangle situation. I, I thought really that's what it was because, you know, during that time, you know, even like a couple of years afterwards, it'd be like, oh, you know, we still haven't found that plane. Yeah. Still haven't found that plane. I was just like, well, I guess that bitch went through a wormhole. I don't fucking know. But I don't ever remember hearing that, like, oh, the pilot fucking crashed that shit. I don't ever remember, like, hearing that. No, never. And so when I looked at him, like, it is a conspiracy, but not in the way that I originally thought it was. Yeah. And then it also makes it harder because the Malaysian Airlines is actually ran and operated by Malaysian government. So not only and you have multiple countries and governments involved because of the flight path that it went and where people might think it is. Mm. So, you know, it, it, it's it's very complicated. And to be honest, this guy knew what he was doing. He was a very experienced pilot. He he planned it. He he knew exactly where he wanted to go with so that plane. So there was, like, no conspiracy with this. He just needed it. <sighs> the conspiracy is, I guess, why? Yeah. Why did he do it? I guess that's where, to me, that's where the only... A debate is now i guess like do you believe that there is anything sketch going on with the bermuda triangle with the bermuda triangle yeah there has to be something there whether it, it could be like the magnetic field being you know fucked up there mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they, there has to be something there i think that but i don't know i don't understand why because the bermuda triangle i mean ships and, and airlines go through there routinely still today yeah well you know what i'm saying so i don't in, in commercial airlines commercial um you know ships so i i guess my question is how come 100 percent of vehicles that go through this area don't fucking disappear why is it only some of them well that that's the thing so with the conspiracy theory it's it's like um a situation of, oh, like it maybe happens every few years or something like that where like a vessel disappears in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weird thing is, is that where the Bermuda Triangle is located, I guess all of it can be explained away by like the environmental factors. You have a lot of beachfronts, like a lot of uh, different islands and a lot of shallow waters So apparently when you have shallow waters, it's easier for hurricanes and it's easier for a lot of harsh tides. And it's very hard to navigate through uh, more shallow waters for a vessel, at which point, you know, you have a higher chance of, you know, destroying your vessel, crashing and drowning. I guess guess my question is, though, if, if that were to happen, then how come they haven't recovered ships and planes well the weird thing is is that one of the deepest parts of the ocean that we know of as humans because like let's keep in mind 95 95 percent of our ocean is undiscovered that is such a crazy number okay like 95 fucking they pretty much just got in the ocean up to the waist like me and like all right that's all we're discovering and that's why i feel like there's something else that lives in the ocean that told us to stay the fuck out like what 
I believe that maybe mermaids. Mermaids? Yeah, I think that there's like a fucking whole team of fucking mermaids down there that was like, bitch, you better stay the fuck out before we fucking kill all y'all. Like, y'all can have space. Explore that shit. Like, you know, NASA was originally created to explore the ocean and all of a sudden we didn't do that. And we were like, okay, let's just like look up here instead. Like, I feel like we were threatened. I feel like we were threatened. By whatever is in the ocean. What that if was the like, ocean is just boring? They're like, eh. Nah, dude, it's so big. Eh. Okay, so let me show you something. Okay. Mermaids is a crazy thought, though. We will talk about mermaids. <laughs> I have so much to say about mermaids. <laughs> You're very passionate about I mermaids. I am very, yes. Okay, so a weird thing about the triangle. Let's okay. talk about the actual conspiracy of the triangle because a lot of things that we're talking about, logical. Got you. Okay, mm-hmm. so first things first. The weird thing about the Bermuda Triangle, it's it's not truly official, quote unquote, because it's not a registered territory. It's not even shown on the maps that the we look triangle? at. Yes, the triangle. But it's understood that it stretches from Miami to Bermuda to San Juan, Puerto Rico. But like that area, you can't really easily see it on a map. What do they want? Like a border? Like, yeah, like the Bermuda Triangle? I guess. So like there's no like there's no (laughs) there's no (laughs) well it's taking people's lives you might as well like have it as a fucking territory it's no official territory there it's Mm. weird Mm. okay um the earliest instances of unusual disappearances in the area were reported in 1950 and in almost the seven decades since speculation has been uh really really big about the actual case of a number of weird happenings that happened within the Bermuda Triangle. Um, So it turns out that uh, the area is known for extremely violent, unexpected storms. You know, the area has a lot of shallow waters, like I said. But here we go. It is one of the deepest spots Mm. on Earth. Oh, wow. On our planet Earth, okay? In fact, the underwater topography of the area could be a factor in the history of disappearances. It goes from a gently sloping continental shelf to an extremely deep drop-off. Some of the deepest trenches in the world are found in the area of the Bermuda Triangle, and ships or planes that sink into this deep trenches will never be found. Okay, I think we should do an entire episode dedicated to the Bermuda Triangle. What do you, yeah, what do you guys say? <laughs> because this one was supposed to be like about flights disappearing. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess we did cover that. But I feel like I need to get more information on the Bermuda Triangle because there's a lot here. To, Weird, to unpack. right? And Weird. I really want to go. The deepest part of the earth is within the Bermuda Triangle. And I and I really want to go over the, um, the wormhole theory. Okay. As it pertains to the Bermuda Triangle. Well, if I was a conspiracy theorist, uh-huh. what if something lives in the deepest, darkest realms of the Earth in the Bermuda mm. Triangle and it causes aircrafts and ships to like become lost and have its navigation systems fail and then gas run out and all of a sudden they're not, you know, they can't communicate with you know, air traffic control and they disappear, they crash into the Bermuda Triangle and whatever down there, what what whatever is down there is just like taking on the whole the whole craft and and eating it or like taking energy from it or some shit. 
What? I mean, you it's can't rule weird that, out. that this is like the deepest, so quote unquote, the deepest part of the earth that we know of. Right. Where it d- does have like this, babe, it's like this. It's like this fucking, it's not gradual. It just like, it just goes from a shelf of ocean bed and right. then it just drops into this abyss of nothingness. And but they we don't know not, how deep it goes. No, we're, we're not able to send any of our equipment down there, like sonar equipment, anything with vibrations to kind of get a feel of how deep it is. Have a. Uh, have they tried to send a Nokia phone down there? That might, right. That would be the only that thing might do it. that could fucking I survive. Would. The pressurized environment. Dude, the, the fucking Nokias are like bricks, okay? You can't break yeah, a Nokia. Shit, you can send it down there with like an eighth of battery life left, and that shit will last. Hell yeah. That shit will live. For <laughs> that real. That shit will last like another two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, very, man, you just have to, like with the Nokia phones, you charge that shit like, once a month for real <laughs> like that shit did oh, not yeah. die i think that's kind of fucking weird it's a little sketch so let let us know if you guys would like to hear about the bermuda triangle we can do some more research for you guys and have that for the next conspiracy episode yeah um but there's so many things to talk about and so many things that were kind of like interwebbed into the missing aircrafts of this episode but we hope you guys enjoyed it that's going to be it for today's his and hers podcast yes. um that's what we think about the missing aircrafts. It is very weird, but like honestly, yeah. and why anything you, can go wrong. Do you think also also do you think that uh Zahari, the uh, captain of Malaysian flight MH370 intentionally crashed the plane or not? And if you do think he did, why? Yeah. Or if you don't, then what the fuck happened to the plane? Yeah. Let I need, us know. I need to know an alternate theory because right now everything points to he did it. And he's fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't know right. why, why, why. But if, if you could come up or propose an alternate theory, I, I'm i interested, legitimately. Me too. Like, because I can't think of anything else. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, if you guys enjoyed this video, if you're watching it on YouTube, please make sure you like it. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and turn on notifications so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. If you would like, please go back and watch our previous episodes. That would definitely, if you're interested. We also have more conspiracy theories that we did in the past. If we missed anything, you guys let us know. But thank y'all so yeah, much for being Yeah, please feel free here. to correct us. I know. Yeah, for sure. You know, the more accurate the you know the information can be put out there, the better. Yeah. Um. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the His Ex Hers Pod, yes. and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I'm David Cisneros. And also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Ooh. Yeah. I'll link that below. Plug. So if you made it this far, then please subscribe. <laughs> Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Nikki Glamour and on Twitter at the Nikki Glamour. Um, we keep things spicy over there. We got a lot of polls yeah. and questions and things like that. So definitely check us out over on social media um, across Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to see you. But uh, that is it for our conspiracy episode for this month. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys would like to hear more conspiracy episodes from us, let us know down below. Thank you all for joining us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you enjoy your podcast, and of course on YouTube for the visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love you guys so much, and we can't wait to be here next week to start your week off right um so we'll be here for another podcast episode (laughs) gonna have to get back to you on got you okay something ish so we'll be back next week to start your week off right we love you guys so much and uh we'll see you then peace out y'all